before I read my scripture, I want to say here uh, a while back I was looking for something and I got in the closet and was looking around and I come across a shoebox and uh, Penny was gone and uh, I opened it up and it had uh, two eggs and $175. And I thought, what in the world is this all about? So when she come home, I said, uh, I was looking through the closet for something, and I found this shoebox, and it had two eggs and $175. What's that all about? And she said, well, <clears throat> every time you preach a bad message, I put an egg in the box. Well, I thought, you know, almost five years, two eggs, that's pretty good. And then she said, when I get a dozen, I sell it and put the money in the box. <laughs> so... <laughs> I hope this is not an egg tonight. Uh, I've tried in vain a thousand ways my fears to quell, my hopes to raise, but all I need, the Bible says, is Jesus. My soul is night, my heart is still. I cannot see, I cannot feel. For life, for light, I must appeal to Jesus. He died, he lives, he reigns, he pleads. There's life in all his words and deeds and all the guilty sinner needs is Jesus. Though some may mock, though some may shame, in spite of fear, in spite of shame, I'll go to him because his name is Jesus. The Bible says, Wherefore God hath highly exalted him and given him a name above every name. How wonderful that is. You have your Bibles, turn with us if you would. Matthew chapter 6, Matthew chapter 6, beginning at verse 25. I want to read a few verses of Scripture. Matthew chapter 6, I want to say I appreciate Pastor John uh, asking me to uh, share his pulpit tonight and preach to you. Uh, I'm always willing and uh, uh, always love to share God's Word, and I appreciate His Word tonight. And uh, But Matthew chapter 6, beginning at verse 25, uh, the Bible says, uh, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet your body, what you shall put on, is not life more than meat, and the body than raiment. Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto your stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothe the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye need all of these things, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. 
sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. We, Lord, uh, thank you for all that you've told us and shared uh, with us from your word. And uh, Lord, we just thank you uh, for the privilege now tonight to be able to share your word. I pray that you'd use this unworthy body, speak to these very lips of clay, the words that need to be said. And above all, God, I ask you for that unction. How can mortal man preach about an infinite God unless you help us? And I pray that you will. Make yourself real. Make yourself known. Get the glory that you do your name. And we'll thank you for we ask it for Christ's sake. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Uh, I believe that maybe today uh, the philosophy a lot of Christians is, uh, why trust when you can worry? And, uh, uh, you know, we sometimes try to uh, uh, hide our worry by saying, uh, well, I'm, I'm anxious about this, or I'm bothered about this, or I'm concerned about this, or I'm uh, uh, disturbed about this, or I'm troubled about that. But you know what? We all worry. We all, I'm not saying it's a good thing, and I'm not saying that we ought to, uh, but we all, from time to time, we do worry, you see. And uh, uh, several years ago, I looked it up, I think it was 1988, uh, there was a song that was out back then, and uh, it's not one of my favorite. Uh, I never did care a whole lot for it. You know, sometimes these songs you don't really like, but when you hear it, they get stuck in your head, and they just over and over and over. But I had a little cousin, he was about uh, four years old at the time, and uh, he only knew four words of that song, but the name of the song was something like, uh, don't worry, be happy, and he couldn't pronounce it real well, and he'd say, don't worry, be happy, and that's all, he'd go around all day long, don't worry, be happy, don't worry, and uh, uh, so I want to use that as a text tonight, don't worry, be happy. Uh, the Bible says over in Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 that be careful for nothing but in all things by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known unto God. Now where it says there be careful that means don't worry. You see God's telling us uh, we ought not to worry. But now what is worry? Uh, well I looked it up in the dictionary. Y'all know what a dictionary is, don't you? Okay. Uh, uh, I looked it up in the dictionary, and it says it's mental distress or agitation resulting from concern usually from something pending or anticipated. A, uh, a practical definition would be kind of ill at ease, if you will. And, uh, you know, a lot of worry, the, probably the three top, reasons that people worry, uh, number one is death, uh, especially in this day and age in which we live, this COVID and all this stuff going on. Uh, people are worried about dying. But now, hey, uh, you know what? This is the only world this body knows anything about. And so uh, uh, it wants to stay here as long as it can. And so, uh, uh, I mean, uh, I'm ready to die uh, but uh, I just soon not go. I'm kind of like that. I heard about that preacher. 
he went to a bar, uh, went to a beer joint, and he went in, and he said, uh, hey, how many of you guys want to go to heaven? Well, everybody raised their hand except one. And he thought, well, that fellow didn't hear me. And so he said a little louder, hey, how many of you guys want to go to heaven? Everybody raised their hand except that same one. And so he went over to him, and he said, Hey, buddy, don't you want to go to heaven when you die? He said, oh, yeah, when I die. He said, I thought you was getting up a load to go tonight. And uh, so I'm kind of like him. I, I want to go, uh, just uh, maybe not tonight, you see. And, uh, and so people are, one of the things they worry about is dying. And with all the stuff that's going on with COVID and all the uh, information going this way and that way and everything, uh, you know, people are scared to death and they worry about dying. Another thing people worry about uh, is guilt, you see, things that they've done. Uh, like, for example, you know, a guy may say, uh, he may worry, I hope my wife don't find out where I uh, fooled around, you see. Uh, or he uh, may say, I hope the boss uh, don't find out that I uh, took that thing, you know, or I uh, hope he don't find out that I maybe left early uh, or, or sometimes people may worry about, I hope the IRS don't find out where I cheated, you know, uh, and uh, we, things that are, uh, we feel guilty towards, a lot of times we worry about them, you see, and, uh, you know, somebody may worry that Pastor John seen him fall asleep in the message, uh, uh, but hey, time out. Uh, let me say this. That's Baptist preachers used to that. Uh, uh, we're used to people going to sleep. In fact, uh, uh, I was, a lady called me one time, and uh, uh, she, her mother was in the hospital. She had cancer. She was dying. Uh, she was real bad, and she called me and said, uh, uh, Preacher, I'd like for you to pray for my mommy. And uh, I said, uh, I will. And I said, what's going on? And she told me, said she hadn't been able to sleep in a two, three nights, you know, and just real restless. And I said, uh, uh, well, if you don't mind, I'll, I'll come up. Of course, it's way before COVID, you know, and you could go visit then. And uh, she wasn't a member of the church where I was pastor, but a good friend. And so I went up to the hospital, and uh, I had prayer with her mommy. And she and I was standing there talking, and her mommy went to sleep. And I told her, I said, see, as Baptist preachers, going to be people to sleep, uh, even when they got somnia, you see. Uh, but, uh, you know, sometimes guilt causes us to worry. And then, you know, the problems of life, we worry about them. You know, uh, uh, is my job going to play out, you know, or, uh, you know, or... Uh, am I going to have enough money to, uh, to pay for the house payment and this and that and the other? And so we worry about these things, you see. Uh, but I want to look for just a few minutes tonight on uh, don't worry, be happy. And so why is it wrong uh, for us to worry, you see? Uh, why should we not worry, okay? Notice, first of all, there in verse 25, it says, Take therefore... Uh, or therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat, what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, uh, what you shall put on is not life more than meat, and the body more than raiment. Uh, so what the Lord is saying here, uh, when we worry, it keeps us from enjoying what we have. I mean, hey folks, 
you know, we, we sometimes lose sight. We look at kind of like Peter. You remember Peter when uh, the Lord come walking on the uh, water and and uh, I scared the disciples of death, you know, and uh, they saw uh, him walking across the water and they thought it was a ghost and they cried out in fear and the Lord said, be of good cheer, don't be afraid, it's me. And Peter said, Lord, is that really you? Yeah, he said, it's me. And he said, Lord, if that's really you, bid me to come uh, to you on the water. And the Lord said, okay, come on, Peter. And so Peter started walking on the water. And I, I sort of imagine, I don't know this, I'm going to use my sanctified imagination too. I sort of imagine uh, the other disciples in the boat, you know, they was encouraging him. Hey, you fool, you can't walk on water. You're going to drown out there. You better get back here. You see, they's enc- you know how we Baptists, we encourage each other like that, you know. And so uh, uh, Peter was walking on the water, but the Bible said that he took his eyes off Jesus and he began to look at the circumstance, and then he began to sink. We do that. We, we forget about all that God has blessed us with and uh, what we have. Hey, we got life and health and strength, and, and uh, uh, every morning, when, uh, every day, the Penny and I, when we do our devotions, uh, we always usually begin by thanking God for life and health and strength for salvation, for heaven, for his word and the privilege to study his word and all the helps he gives us in studying it. And uh, we thank him for each other, for our families. I mean, uh, I just thank God uh, uh, for, I mean, you you stop and think about all that God has given. And uh, my, we just could rejoice in that and, and we oughtn't to worry. And when we... Uh, uh, worry, then we lose sight. We don't get in joy. Uh, that, you remember, for example, the Bible said that Jesus and his disciples come to Bethany and there was a, a family lived there and he knew them. Uh, they were friends, Martha and Mary and uh, their brother Lazarus and said Jesus came there and uh, uh, Martha was in the kitchen and she was uh, uh, fixing fried chicken and uh, uh, you say, how do you know? Because he's a Baptist preacher, you know, and uh, uh, we, we all like that fried chicken, you see. And, uh, uh, but uh, he, uh, she was in there uh, cooking and the Bible says that Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus and Martha come in, and I, I sort of imagine uh, she had her ape, uh, apron on, you know, see, and had flour on it, you know, and uh, had a bonnet on her head, and probably had a smudge of flour on her face, and some on her hands. And she comes in all exasperated and says, Lord, I'm in there trying to fix uh, some supper for uh, all of y'all, and here's Mary sitting in here, not helping me at all. You ought to tell her to get in here and help me. And Jesus didn't quarrel at her. Hey, you know, eating's good. Uh, you can tell by looking at some of us, we know how to do that, you see. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with eating. Uh, we all need it, uh, you see. And so uh, there was nothing wrong with Martha uh, wanting to feed uh, her uh, uh, guests in her house, you see. Uh, but Jesus said to her, Martha, uh, you're coming about many things, uh, but Mary has chosen the good part. You see what Mary chose to do? Uh, I imagine Jesus was expounding some uh, from the scriptures and he was uh, 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 teaching from the word. Wouldn't you like to heard some of that? 
I've often thought about, man, the greatest teacher that ever lived uh, there was sitting in Martha's living room, if you will, and uh, 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 he was expounding the word and he would do it in a way that made it alive and real to people, you see. And uh, 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 hey, Martha could have been there. She could have been sitting there listening and then after the Bible lesson was over, then she could have went in and finished cooking, you see. And so, but you see, she was worried about getting supper ready and was missing out on the best part. I mean, she could have been there with the creator of the world. She could have been sitting there with the greatest Bible teacher that ever lived. She could have heard the word expounded in a way that uh, very few people ever got to have heard, but instead she was worried about getting supper uh, ready to feed them, you see. And so uh, that's the problem with worry, uh, we, do, we don't get to enjoy uh, the things that God has blessed us with uh, when we worry. Let me hurry. Not only that, notice verse 26. It says, Behold the fowls of the air, uh, for they sow not, neither do they reap nor gather into barns. Uh, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you not much better than they? When we worry, we forget our worth. We forget how valuable we are to God, you see. Uh, hey, did you ever think about this? Uh, the Bible says over in the book of Second uh, uh, Peter, I think it's chapter 2, uh, uh, verse 6, uh, verse 4 or 6. Anyhow, it says, uh, uh, God spared not the angels of sin, but cast them down into hell, uh, reserved in change of darkness, awaiting for the judgment. You ever think about this? When the angels sinned, God didn't do anything to redeem them. The angels were created a higher order than we are. I mean, they might be angels here tonight that we can't even see. And uh, uh, you see, uh, the Bible talks about over in the Old Testament, in the book of Isaiah, uh, that there was one angel one night killed 186,000 armed soldiers. Uh, so not only uh, are angels uh, created a higher order, but they're, uh, they can do a lot more things than you and I can't do. Uh, but when they sinned, God didn't do anything to redeem them. But when man that was created from the dust of the earth sinned, God sent his son. Now God knew ahead of time. Before God created this world, he knew man would sin. Uh, the Bible speaks over in the book of Revelation that Christ was a lamb slain from the foundation of the world. So uh, when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, it didn't take God by surprise. Uh, God didn't, whoa, what happened here? Uh, I'm going to have to make some different plans. No, God knew that was going to happen. Uh, he knew it was going to sin. And sometimes I've had people say, well, preacher, if he knew it, why did he create them like that? Uh, he wanted us to have... Pre Let me ask you. Uh, your spouse, if you had to give her a pill every day or him, a pill every day to make them love you, would you want them that way? I don't know. You want them to choose to love you and to be with you, you see. And the same thing. Our God created us with a free will to choose to love him and to serve him. And so, when, you see, when we worry, we lose track of our worth. And I, I heard a story one time 
boy, I'm going to have to hurry. I, I heard a story one time, this little boy, he had a friend, uh, they were real poor, and uh, he had a friend that his daddy bought him a little sailboat, and they'd, uh, there was a lake there in the middle of town, and uh, they'd go down there, and, and uh, his friend would set the little sailboat in the lake, and had a string on it, and the wind would blow it out, and he'd pull it back, and, blow, and the little fellow just watched it, and he uh, went home one day, and he told his daddy, he said, Daddy, could you buy me one of them sailboats uh, that I could play to? And he said, son, uh, I'd love to be able to, but we're just barely able to make it. I don't have no extra money. I can't. That little fellow was so heartbroken. But his daddy said, hey, I'll tell you what, won't we make you one? And so he said, how do we do that? Well, the sea. And so they got some scrap lumber and they uh, worked and they spent several evenings uh, building a little sailboat and uh, uh, when they got it finished, he went and asked his mommy, you know, did she have some pieces of material that he could make us some sails out of? And so she went through her uh, uh, material pieces that she had, you know, to make a quilt with. And, and so she found two pieces of an old bed uh, sheet and gave them to him. And uh, he made uh, uh, sails for it. And, and then he said to his daddy, uh, have you got any paint? And he said, well, uh, son, I got a little bit of paint in several cans. Uh, won't you just paint it many colors, you know? And so uh, he painted it all different colors. He uh, only had a little bit in each can, and so he painted it all different colors, and he let it dry, and he was so proud. And he took it down to the lake, had a string tied to it, and he let it go out and then pull it back and let it go out and pull it back. And so one day he was doing that and a hard gust of wind come and blew and the string broke and the little sailboat went out beyond his vision and every day for a week he'd come back down and walk along the shore of that lake for a ways there trying to see if his little boat would ever come back to shore and so one day he was down there and in the window of a little whatnot store there was his boat of many colors and he went in and he said to the guy, that's my boat in the window there. Where did you get it? And he said, well, there was a, a homeless guy come in and he wanted some money. And uh, I paid him $3 for that little boat. And he said, uh, but that's my boat. I made it. And he said, well, son, if you got $3, I'll sell it to you for exactly what I paid for it. And so the little fellow went home, broke open his piggy bank. He had exactly the amount. He come back down. He gave it to the man. He bought his little sailboat. And as he went out the door, he said, little boat, you're twice mine. Once when I made you, and now when I bought you. You know what? I'm twice his. Once when he made me, and then when he redeemed me. Uh, you see, but when we worry, we forget our worth. We lose track of how valuable we really are to God. Have it on with that? Number three, worry. Notice verse 27. Uh, which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit to his stature? You see, the third thing is worry is worthless. I mean, it don't accomplish anything. I mean, uh, uh, worry, uh, when you, like, if you worry about a bill, it don't put any more money in the bank, not even a dime, you see. Uh, if you worried about some health problem, it's not going to make you well. 
Uh, when you were, in fact, it'll do the opposite, you see. Uh, worry will give you ulcers, will give you heart disease, will uh, 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 cause you not to sleep of the night. And so worry don't help anything in any way whatsoever, you see. And so, uh, hey, a worry is just absolutely useless. And so we ought to just trust the Lord and not worry about it, you see. And not only that, real quickly, uh, notice verse uh, uh, 30 there. It says, Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? And so the fourth thing is worry causes us to forget the promises of God. You see, when we worry, uh, remember David said over in the book of Psalms, he said, I, uh, for I once was uh, uh, young, but now I'm old, and I've never seen this God's seed forsaken or his children begging bread. You see, what David was saying, hey, God will take care of us. Uh, uh, the Bible says over in the book of First uh, Peter 5 and 7, uh, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. And so when we, uh, when we worry, you see, uh, we forget about the promises of God. It sort of puts them out of our mind. I heard a story one time about this missionary uh, over in Africa. Uh, he was, uh, had a, a helper and they was going from one village to another to uh, preach to the people in that village. And as they was going down the, the trail here in the uh, jungle, uh, they came up on a, a place where another trail crossed it. And as they got near to it, they heard something and they looked and here was a lion coming down that other trail. And he looked at his helper and he said, don't worry, pray. Trust God, pray. So they stood there quietly and uh, uh, quietly they prayed. The lion came, went on down the path, never bothered them at all. They went on to the village and prayed and uh, came back to their village. And uh, that night the missionary went to bed and had, the, you know, the uh, mosquito net over his bed and a mosquito got in it. And uh, uh, he was laying there, and you know how mosquitoes do. They'll get right in your ear, you know, and uh, hit, doing that. And he was swatting at it. And uh, two or three times he got up, turned the light on, uh, tried to find that rascal so he could uh, uh, send it to bug heaven. And, uh, uh, but never could find it. And uh, all night long he swatted and uh, uh, didn't sleep hard at all. And the next morning, his helper said to him, you don't look so good. He said, I didn't sleep very good at all last night. He said, uh, I bought a mosquito that got in uh, my net and I never did catch him, never did find him, never could kill him. And his helper said, you trusted God for the lion. Couldn't you trust him for the mosquito? Hey, you see, when we worry, we forget about the promises of God. And then notice real quickly, I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to quit. Uh, but notice a la uh, verse 32 there. The Bible said, for after these things do the Gentiles seek. You know what Jesus is saying? He's saying worry is what sinners do. You see, they ain't got nobody they can go to. 
Uh, they don't have a throne of grace that they can come boldly before. Uh, they don't have a, uh, a Savior uh, that has all power that can supply every need, you see. Uh, they don't have one that said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'll go with you all the way. Uh, they don't have that, you see. And, uh, and so they have to worry. I mean, they don't have nobody they can turn to. And so Jesus is saying there, Hey, that's what sinners do. Uh, they worry because they don't have no one, but you have someone. Uh, you can come to me, you see, and you can bring your problems and your troubles and your cares to me. And, uh, and then, not only that, in closing, you see, the problem with worry is we tend to pass it on. You remember Abraham, for example, when... Uh, there was a, a, a famine in the land of Canaan. The Bible said that he went down to Egypt. And uh, uh, while he was down there, uh, you see, uh, uh, Sarah evidently was a very beautiful woman, very pretty wife. And uh, fellows, most of us have that same thing, don't we? Huh? Boy, it wasn't very many amens on that, was it? Uh, you had an opportunity to get some good points there, and you missed it. Uh, but anyhow... Uh, Abraham goes down and he tells Sarah, uh, I'm afraid they'll kill me for your sake. They can take you as, your, as their wife. Uh, so you tell them you're my sister. You see, he was worried they might kill him. And so he said, uh, tell them you're my sister. And guess what? Uh, when they had a boy named Isaac and he grew up and he got married and there was a famine in the land and he went to Gerar and Rebecca was a beautiful woman and guess what he told her? He said, tell them that you're my sister. I'm afraid they might kill me so that they can have you. You see, when we worry, we tend to pass it on to our kids. They see us worrying and so they think that's the way things are supposed to be. But like that old song I never did care a whole lot about, but I like the title. Uh, don't worry, be happy. You know, that's what uh, the Bible is teaching here is, hey, don't worry, be happy. Uh, over there again in uh, Philippians chapter 4, in verse 6, it says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. What's he saying? Saying, the Bible's saying, first of all, don't worry. And notice the next verse. It says, And the peace of God, which passes understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ or through Jesus Christ. Uh, what's it saying? Say, be happy. You see? Uh, he's able to keep us. He'll give us peace in the time of storm. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the privilege of prayer. Lord, we thank you for all of your promises, God, that you've given us. We love you and we thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for the opportunity to be here tonight and, uh, Lord, for all that you do for us.